May God's blessing be upon us, and may the words from my mouth be just the words we need to hear this morning. Dennis Wilson, not the Dennis Wilson from the Beach Boys, Dennis Wilson was a backup singer in Nashville. And in the book, Real Country Humor, he tells a true story of his, about a friend of his, who sang professionally at funerals and weddings. This friend got a call from a lady whose husband had died unexpectedly, and she said, I heard you, you sing at my cousin's funeral, and I'm wondering if you're available and you would sing at my husband's funeral. And she sa he said, I sure would. Did you have a song, any song in particular in mind? And she said, well, it was sudden, and I'm, I'm so upset I haven't been able to think straight, really. So I haven't thought about what song. He said, well, what was the song that he really liked? And she finally thought long enough, and she came up with Jingle Bells. And she said, yeah, that's it. He really liked Jingle Bells. So maybe you could sing that. And he thought for a minute, and then he said, do you think Jingle Bells would be appropriate for a funeral? And she said, it was his favorite song. Please sing Jingle Bells. Okay, then, he said, I'll do it. When he got there the day of the funeral, of course, many people were upset. It was a sudden death. It was unexpected. But he got up, and he started singing, dashing through the snow, and people looked at him and started frowning and giving him dirty looks. And he said that he could just feel the hostility in the air. But he managed to finish the song, and he went and he sat back down. After the funeral, the wife came over to him and called him aside and said, what in the world are you doing? He said, I sang the song you told me to sing, Jingle Bells. She said, no, I meant glory bells, not jingle bells. Jingle bells at a funeral? Well, maybe. Keep that thought in mind. Most of us would agree, Christmas time, Advent, is a joyous time of the year, a joyous celebration. It's a time of great joy and expectation. And our epistle reading tells us that life should be a joyous celebration because God has come into our world. He's joined us in the form of a human. Every day should be a day of joy for all of us. Maybe, I don't know, maybe we should even be able to sing jingle bells at a funeral. 1 Thessalonians 5.16, Terry read it for us. Only two words, one of the shortest verses in the Bible, but a perfect verse for the subject of joy. The words are, rejoice always. Rejoice always. That's clear enough, isn't it? Not rejoice sometimes, or not rejoice when things are going well and times are good, the economy's strong, we're all making money and we're all doing well. It doesn't even say rejoice during the Advent and Christmas season. It says rejoice always. Maybe it could say, and maybe even sing jingle bells at a funeral. In many churches, including this one, the third Sunday in Advent is known as Gaudete Sunday. It's from the Latin word for rejoice. On this Sunday, we light a pink candle in the Advent wreath as a reminder 
that the coming of the Lord, which we are preparing for to celebrate, is a season of great joy. It's a time we sing to the world, joy to the world. The Lord has come. The Christmas season gives us many opportunities for joy. We're surrounded by reminders that this is a season for being glad and for smiling and enjoying one another. One lady, whose name was Wendy, discovered the joy of Christmas in an unlikely place, a homeless shelter. Wendy and some others from her church go every Christmas season and visit the homeless shelter to sing Christmas carols. The people living in the shelters, many of them are obviously not in a good place. Some of them, dreams and hopes that they had, feel like they've been shattered. And they live with very little hope and very little joy. At the shelter where they were singing one particular Christmas season, she said that she met a man who she will never forget. They had just finished singing a good number of Christmas carols to the people there. And they were ready to go when a homeless man, about 50, who was staying at the shelter, approached her. And she recalls that this man's perception of things, whether ill health or some chemical substance or something, seemed like his perception was a little doubtful. But he asked Wendy if she would sing his favorite Christmas carol with him, just the two of them. The song was, O Holy Night. That's my favorite, too. She agreed, and they began to sing together. In the crowded room, which was, there was a lot of chatter going on. Suddenly, a little bit at a time, it got, became silent as the two of them raised up their voice. Oh, holy night, the stars are brightly shining. This is the night of the dear Savior's birth. This man in his soiled jacket leaned on the edge of an old sofa about three feet away from Wendy, singing with his eyes closed. As he sang, she noticed that a change came over him. The tired creases of his street-weary face, she said, softened as he sang this song, O Holy Night. And as he continued to sing, she said his face glowed and tears fell gently down his cheeks. She said, I knew at that moment that his longing and mine were the same. It's etched in the human heart. That longing is to be connected to God and to be connected to one another. There are many opportunities during this season, this Advent and Christmas season, to experience joy. But the writer of Thessalonians tells us that we can have joy all year long. Joy when the tree and lights and the nativity scenes have all been put away. How do we do that? Well, we do that by reading the rest of the sentence. The two words, rejoice always, are only the first phrase in a three-part sentence. Here's the whole sentence. Rejoice always. Pray continually. 
Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. How can we keep the spirit of Christmas alive in us year-round? Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. That really makes sense if you think about it. Verse 16, rejoice always, tells us that joy should be a part of our lives because we are God's children. If we don't have a sense of joy in our lives, we ought to be asking ourselves, why not? We have reason to be joyful. The words joy and jewel, did you know, come from the same root words? Like a jewel, joy is valuable. Joy is beautiful, wonderful to look at. Joy is greatly prized. But joy can't be bought like a jewel. It is a gift. We can't make joy happen. Joy comes from God. Joy is God's will for us. That's what God wants for us. Joy doesn't come from having life all figured out. Joy comes from just relaxing. Just relaxing. Knowing that we are loved by God and by others. We can rob ourselves of joy when we think that we have to be able to fully understand life. Trust me, that'll never happen. It'll never happen for any of us. That's what it means to live by faith. We don't understand everything that happens in life. I can't explain why those bad things happen. I wish I could. But we know that the creator of the universe loves us. The baby born on Christmas reminds us of that. Joy doesn't come from having things figured out. It doesn't come from always living in the sunshine. C.S. Lewis talked about the difference between joy and pleasure. He said joy comes from within. It's steady. It's abiding. Pleasure comes and goes, and it all depends on what's happening at the time. It comes from the outside. Pleasure and joy are quite different things. We have our pleasures, and that's great. Caden, do I need to come down there? Caden, thank you. But one day, those pleasures will fail us. But joy will never, ever fail us. Joy lives inside of us and holds us up, regardless of what's happening on the outside. It's a free gift from God that comes with faith. If you believe in Jesus and your heart isn't filled with joy, then ask God for it. God will give you joy this Christmas season or at any time. It's your birthright. You are God's child. Christmas is a perfect time for doing that. Joy is not only a privilege, but it's also a responsibility. It's our witness to the world that God is alive. A philosopher once said, I look at the Christians, or those who call themselves such, he said they look so morbid and sad. If that's Christianity, I'll have no part of it. Well, something is wrong if you are a Christian and you're negative. You look sad all the time. Remember these things. You are a child of God. God loves you. 
Your life has meaning and purpose. Every day that you wake up, you wake up for a reason. How can we not feel joy knowing that? Rejoice always. That's verse 16. Then verse 17 says, pray continually. Does that mean you close your eyes and fold your hands and pray all day long? Maybe sometimes, but not necessarily. When we talk about praying continually, we are talking about growing a sense of God's presence within us, a sense that we carry with us everywhere we go. If we always have a sense of God's presence in our lives and we always try to keep in mind that no matter where we go or what's happening or who we're with, that God is always present with us, we will be able to rejoice. Maybe that's what it means to pray continually. Prayer shouldn't be a ritual where we repeat the same words over and over. Forgive me of my sins. Take care of my family. God is great. God is good. Let us thank him for our food, you know. Don't pray practice prayers all the time. There are some prayers that are worth repeating many times over. But certainly don't, don't make it, don't, don't be afraid to just speak out and speak to God, talk to God, just like you talk to your friend. I had one person when I was pretty young tell me that the, the, the way that I began to understand how to pray was because of this description she gave me. She said, if you can't do anything else and you don't know how to pray, then put an empty chair across the room from you or next to you. Look at the chair and imagine that Jesus is sitting in that chair and just talk to him, just like you're talking to me right now. Tell him what you need. Tell him how much you love him. Tell him that you appreciate all he does for you and all those things that you would do for your mother, your father, other people that you love. Just talk to God. That's what praying is. Praying continually doesn't mean we're constantly uttering words, but it's a sense, a way of being. Live in God's presence. Let God's Spirit fill you. Years ago, there was a writer named Skip Thurman who talked about meeting a remarkable Washington, D.C. cab driver. This cab driver's name was Percival Bryan. Percival came to the United States in 1924 as a stowaway on a banana boat from Jamaica. And when he got to the United States for many years after, he arrived in Washington, D.C., and for many years after, he drove a taxi cab. He drove ordinary people, and he drove famous people in his taxi. But Percival had a habit. He would ask each person who rode in his taxi to sign a guest book. After more than 50 years, eight cabs, and carrying hundreds of thousands of passengers through the years, his autograph collection has been placed on display at the Smithsonian Institute. It contains the names of presidents, jazz greats, senators, scientists, and everyday people, mostly everyday people. The 312 books that make up his collection tell the story of his journey through all of those 50 plus years. In a story that he wrote, that Thurman wrote about Percival, 
He writes that he was remarkable for his friendliness and his poise. One night, he said, two passengers, young men, robbed him. But before the ride was over, they had given back the money and they'd both signed his book. <laughs> and Thurman asked him, what keeps you going? And he said, my priorities, friends, most of all, God. Every morning I get down on my knees and I have my little prayers. I ask God to go with me, to protect me, to ride with me, and to take my eyesight, my nose, my mouth, especially my mouth, and share it with others. And I tell you, sometimes I feel very rich. Don't have nothing, not much money in my pocket, but inside I feel like I have done my best and God has given me the wisdom and the strength to keep going all these years. Well, Percival is with God now, but those autograph collections in the Smithsonian Institute speak of a man who knew how to rejoice always and to pray continually. God rode with him in his cab. God was the major influence in how he conducted his life. His life was a continuous prayer and joy was his constant companion. God was with him always. That's the second key for keeping the Christmas spirit live all year long. Grow a sense of God's presence and carry it with you. Take it with you everywhere you go. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. Finally, give thanks in all circumstances. Develop a deep sense of gratitude in your life that you can hold on to regardless of what might be happening. During World War II, there was an American soldier named David Reed who spent many years as a prisoner of war in a Bavarian prison camp. He said that for the first few years in the prison camp, the prisoners were able to keep their spirits up. They even found a way to celebrate major holidays like Christmas. But one Christmas, near the end of the war, the men in the camp were beginning to lose hope. He said they didn't even have the heart to plan anything that year for Christmas. And he said he wrote a poem encouraging them to celebrate Jesus no matter what the circumstances are. He recalled the words in Philippians 2 where Paul wrote about being shipwrecked and beaten and imprisoned for his preaching, but he never lost the joy of proclaiming the good news of Jesus. After he returned from the war, David entered the ministry. And many years later, he recalled that final Christmas in a prison camp, and he wrote these words. He said, The gospel is no less true when circumstances are most terrible. If we soak ourselves in this truth, we shall never find ourselves making excuses for our lack of desire to celebrate. May Christmas joy always be real and radiant for us all no matter what the circumstances. Count your many blessings. An old gospel tune says, do it daily, even when things are not going well, and it will change your attitude. It will bring you joy. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you. Ask God for joy if you don't have it. 
Joy is your privilege. It's your responsibility as a follower of Jesus. Cultivate a sense of God's presence in you. Carry it with you. Share it with others. That's what it means to pray continually and develop a deep sense of gratitude in your life that you can hold on to through the bad times. This is God's will for us. Listen to the message of these three very short verses. Enjoy the spirit of Christmas all year long. Amen.